0: This is Mind Booster Podcast. In times like these, we need a mind booster. Today, let's join Keith Osborne, my husband, a prolific Bible teacher for over 25 years, expounding on mind-boosting words of truth from the scriptures. Let's listen to an excerpt from a lesson on kindness. The scripture reference is found in 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 through 2. This scripture illustrates the prophet Elisha showing kindness to a widow and her sons. The reading is from the New English Translation. Now a wife of one of the prophets appealed to Elisha for help, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant was a loyal follower of the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take away my two sons to be his servants. Elisha said to her, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She answered, your servant has nothing in the house except a small jar of olive oil.
1: So here her husband had died, she has no money and they were to come take her sons. Now that's a problem, right? Especially mothers, you love your children. So this is a great need from a mother's heart. Did you hear Elisha respond? How can I help you? That's kindness. Ah, now you see what kindness is a servant. It means servant. In other words, what can I do for you? Yeah. Not, Not what you can do for me. No, no, no. He said, what I can do for you. I'm ready to serve you. That's the type of kindness we're talking about because Elisha saw a need and a need to be met. And then you heard him jump into action. He said, what do you have? And she told him what you have. He said, okay, here's what I want you to do. She went ahead and she did it. Elisha saw a need and he jumped into action to meet that need. So one of the things that kindness does is it meets needs it look for it be very sensitive to identify needs because remember it thinking about the object mm-hmm. not itself not you it's not you about not you it's what can I do for you and yeah. that's what these nice companies teach you um, when they try to indoctrinate you orientation when you first join the company and let you know that you got to be like them and one of the thing they said they tell you that the customer is always right you know that's half-wash. Customer is not always right. But that's their philosophy because yeah. they want to tell you that it's good for business. Therefore, even if you know the customer tell you four-letter words and curse you out, they started it at first. It doesn't matter. They tell you the customer is always right. So therefore, you need to respond courteously. And therefore, your word always should be, how can I help you? Companies who want to make money knows that, Kindness works. Kindness at a different, different level. <laughs> so that's what this lady did. And put up a little thing for the man of God. And I'm sure he appreciated because those days they didn't have trains. They didn't have buses. They didn't even have bicycles either. They just have mm-hmm. horses. So most of the time they walk. And I'm sure he really appreciated that in which he could rest rather than trying to get back. To his base he could probably rest for the night you notice you put the necessity a table a chair hospitality that's what kindness does that's what kindness does that's what you call God kindness what Elijah recognized what's happening kindness after you experience it you want to propagate it it -hmm. takes on a life of itself because here Elijah Sat and recognized, that you know what? This woman, they did this for me, and they don't didn't seem to want anything from me. But he decided to reciprocate and to propagate this kindness to show you how genuine her hospitality was. I got my family. I'm fine. I'm secure. You know what he said? Can, can I put in a good word for you to the government? Because yeah. at that, that way, maybe the government will lower taxation for her. You know what i mean as well as protect her in case others would want to take her property or so she said no no well, i'm fine thank you because see kindness is persistent mm-hmm. and you know back then having a son was gold notice she doesn't have a son and of course he noticed another thing too we're making very unlikely to have a son the likelihood of having a son notice she reacted very very strongly just said don't do this to me man of God. She knows that God probably would have if, you know, things were different with her with her, her husband. So, of course, she's saying, it. okay, don't play with me now, older man. Don't play with me because you don't want and, and shrewd in terms of with God how you extend this kindness. So, the first I said, be sensitive to others' genuine needs. Be observant. Watch people. This is not like uh, you just giggling, give a nice little smile. No, 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 no. This is intentional. Want to be of use. That's what kindness is. Is usefulness. You are able to extend a usefulness to someone. You serving someone. So you're looking for genuine needs. Notice I said needs, not want. Genuine needs. Take decisive action to meet those needs. But in the process, don't take over. Give them responsibility too. You notice know, that's what do you have? That's what he said to her. What do you have? And he said, okay, this is what I want you to do. He didn't go and said, okay, all right now. Uh, when you go there, you're gonna find 20 jars. And uh, I want you to take the oil. No, no, no. He said, go to your neighbor and go gather jars. Right? Right. He gave yes. a responsibility. Yes. So when you going to extend kindness, allow the person to be responsible too, to uh-huh. do some work too, in helping to meet this need. And that's just where you will allow the individual to even feel good about themselves. So I see people really don't like handout, mm-hmm. We are very proud and independent people. We may be shivering and say, so, you know, shivering. And he said, you want this culture? He said, no, 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 I'm fine. No, 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 I'm fine. He's shivering like crazy. That's how independent we are. Uh huh. So you need to give individual opportunity to be responsible. And that's exactly what Elisha did in extending this kindness to meet her needs. And, of course, the next one is be tactful in dealing with others. Because, as I said, we are very proud people. And the society is trying to train us to be independent. But that goes too far sometimes in which we believe that we are an island. And that's not so. We need each other. But at the flip side of that, too, if you do too much, and if you do it in such a way, it may seem like a project. You ever want to feel like a project? Absolutely not. No. It's the meaning. I, that's why I call it that. If you help people and you extend kindness, let them keep their dignity. Because it's a, it's already bad for them knowing that they asking for something, they asking for help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because by nature, we are proud people. And if you're gonna jump in and do everything, and then you have this attitude like you control me. Um, It is bad for the individual because they believe that you're using them because, you know, we use this, this nice little saying that the hands that feed you is the one that you need to listen to. We use that. You don't want to enchain people. You want people to to keep their dignity when you're helping them. There are many ways to do it too. Many people have tried to, you know, borrow money from me and I loan them. I tell them, okay, all right, uh, two, three years, five years from now, pay me back. And they say, thank you. You see, what they're saying is that you allow me to pay you back. Mm-hmm. And all that is saying to the individual is it giving him a good feeling that he's not getting a handout. People don't right. like handout, So if they insist to pay you back, let them pay you back. And you know very well, it may be five, ten years from now. Let them pay you back still because you're allowing an individual to keep their dignity. And that's very important to feel good about yourself. The last one I said, expect nothing in return for your kind deeds. In other words, I have no ulterior motive. Don't try to do a human-to-human-based type thing that, well, I'm putting checks in the bank right now. That means later on I ask you for a favor. I want you to give me a favor back. No, 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 no. In other words, whatever you do for me, it should be done only because it's the right thing to do. This is pleasing to God. You genuinely want to be a servant because you see the need. But here's a kicker too. One day you may need this service yourself and you will need someone to come and extend kindness to you too. And of course, here's another twisted one I've seen too in my travel. And it's a very subtle one. We are such needy people that you don't know what's happening inside people. Needy in terms of emotional need, various different needs. They may, with their kindness, create a dependency for individual on them. That's unhealthy. And that's not good for you or the individual. Because you are putting in chain an individual in terms of depending on whatever service you provide in but in the slick thing you are really trying to meet your need too which is you probably lack or have some deficiency in which you enchain this human being to be dependent on you because somehow this produced a life force for you that is twisted and that's what i see happen too that's why i said we are complicated people and many ways, we are needed people and sick people. You need to be able to identify that with yourself and be genuine to God and say, Lord, why in the world am I helping this person? Yeah, ask yourself that. Why in the world am I doing this? And then be honest in terms of evaluating the reason and the motive. Because you will end up correcting whatever twisted concept you had and use the right motive and the right approach to extend without anything in return. In other words, you should be able to walk away without expecting anything from the individual. Want to get her hopes high, right? Because remember, a promise is a commitment to do something in the future. And then, remember, a promise is very important. You know that, you know why? Because we live on promises, don't we? <laughs> any any doubters out doubt there about you living promises? You know, you don't live on explanation; you live on promises. Every day, you live on promises that they will do a direct deposit in your account after you work for six days or five days. They didn't mm-hmm. pay you up front, did they? They promised yep. that they will go. So you spend lots of money, you know, right, not right now in the pandemic in which you're not going anywhere, but um, usually gas money, you spend lunch money knowing with a hope that they will direct deposit that stuff. You already promised the light company that you will pay them at the end of the month when you get the bill. Remember, you promised and therefore they said, okay, I'll give you electricity. Uh-huh. But you promised, but that you, you they didn't say pay up front and then, you know, I'll give you electricity. No, 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 no. We live in promises. That's the only way we can live. Imagine now uh, he trying to promise her and she said, don't play with me. That's what I'm going to depend on and I hate to see you fool me. But he said, no, this is what's going to happen. And she had a son.
0: Kindness, don't give up easily. This concludes today's Mind Booster Podcast episode on spiritual discipline. Go to praytube.net to join us today. You can download the complete series and receive free life changing guidelines for living.